Good morning and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host, Santino Teas. And first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for for coming back and um, and returning to, to hear what it is that I have to say. And if you're a first time listener, uh, hopefully this uh, sparks your interest and you'll 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 come back and please if you know anybody that might be interested in this podcast, go ahead and and uh, push along and and uh, hopefully we can keep this thing uh, growing. So uh, again, thank you very much. So uh, today's episode will be in two parts, um, and I want to start out with something that I that I that I know everybody's feeling right now with this COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. Um, so this morning when uh, I got on the Twitter feed, um, I got a new notification for a new feed. And it was a pretty inspirational feed. You know, it was something that lets me know that uh, that there are people out there that are doing the right thing. And this feed were from multiple individuals that are um, physicians, nurses, uh, all types of clinical support staff, talking about how their employer or entity, and I believe these were mostly hospitals. I didn't read anything about any any home or smaller clinics. Um, but yes, they, they're talking about how, uh, their leadership has taken a, you know, unprecedented, unprecedented role in, 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 uh, reaction to this whole thing going on, the, the financial, uh, instability that's, that's been hitting everybody, you know, um, unfortunately, uh, medical, uh, institutions and entities across the nation have been, have been, um, uh, horribly, um, hit by this you know there's a lack of revenue coming in obviously and it's caused layoffs or furloughs you know but you know i I think i have to say this you know i I think everybody has always had a gripe about their administration or their leadership you know either they're not transparent enough or they don't talk enough or they don't include enough you know i think everybody's always had something to say you know i don't think i've ever met anybody in any clinical setting not even leadership um, that has had a complete 100% uh, uh, non-biased, you know, uh, appreciative uh, all the way kind of an attitude, you know. So, I mean, it's everywhere you go. But it's really interesting uh, as to what these hospitals are doing, you know. Um, they're, they're saving their employees. They're, they're saving their clinical staff, you know. These, these hospitals and leadership are, are, are really supporting their, their staff. I know where I'm at with the University of Washington. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we got a very disturbing email about how, you know, they've already uh, furloughed employees and how they've uh, let go of all contracted employees. And uh, what they're doing is, you know, all those spots that have been left open by contracted employees, they're deploying uh, clinical staff from other sites uh, to fill in those gaps, you know. So, you know, that was, you know, that made sense, you know. Use what you got, you know, to continue the the fight. And the second part was really interesting because I have never really, I've never really heard of this. I've never seen it unless it was something forced. Uh, but leadership and administrative well, upper admin have been taking pay cuts. Uh, they themselves have been taking furloughs, and that was really interesting to see these people that. I had such an opinion about it one time or another that probably didn't care um, doing something 
to save my job. You know, we're doing something to uh, help, you know, the hospital or clinic stay open and continue to obtain supplies. You know, it was very, it was just very unexpected. And so reading this Twitter feed this morning, there were, you know, there were multiple, um, you know, postings about how a lot of these uh, hospitals are doing the same thing. You know, and it was really, 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 it was just really pleasing, you know, um, because it's telling me that, you know, in a time where it's needed the most, you know, those that are above us that were meant to lead are actually leading. They're actually doing what they were said. I mean, they're the captains going down with their ships are essentially what's going on, you know, which is the way it should be. So, you know, I just want to read, you know, something from... Um, from uh, the Twitter feed, you know, just to let you know, uh, this is from a Josh Muggle, uh, Mugel. Like many hospitals, the hospital work has had significant decrease in volume over the past few months. Unlike many hospitals, as they announce plans to stabilize their finances, the senior leadership has announced they're taking a 20 to 30% pay across the board. Wow, that's pretty, you know, that's, that's pretty significant. I know with us, for the University of Washington, uh, we've had uh, leadership do about the same, you know, about the same percentage, um, and taking two weeks furlough, no pay, you know. And when you think about as many, uh, you know, vice presidents and assistants, to the you know, administrative staff, I, I could imagine that would, you know, come up to a pretty, you know, come up to a pretty penny, you know. So, and, and, and I appreciate that, you know. Let's see if I can find another one here. Um, uh, so here's uh, here's another one uh, from uh, at time uh, at Tim the nurse. My hospital execs took a pay cut three months ago or three weeks ago. Just cut the provider uh, just cut the provider pay now, which you know unfortunately um, is coming down the line. Um, but they do promise that the provider pay will return to what it was before, and will be given either you know uh, bonuses or a little bit extra when it comes back. You know, there again, that's another great idea, you know, asking, uh, I mean, those that can afford, you know, uh, these, these these cuts over this time. And then, unfortunately, you know, you have, you know, the real, you know, the assholes, you know, out there still that are still uh, taking money. Apparently, this is from at Dr. Ramblings at the Denver Health Center. Um, uh, his uh, His Twitter was, uh, that's much better than our local system, which gave their executive bonuses a fifty to two hundred thirty thousand dollar bonus, while asking clinical staff to take cut or leave of uh, absence unpaid. So you know there there still remains those that you know those uh, those um, you know um, negative and um, very um, yeah just negative uh, uh, situations, but you know. Uh, I think it's fair to say that, you know, in this time, that's something very scary because, you know, me going to work every day, that's, that's, that's all I know. That's what I know. I mean, I've got other skills. There's other things that I can do, but to take it on full time, I just don't think I'd make it, you know, and I just, I don't want to feel like I'm letting my family down either. You know, my, you know, my, my family deserves, um, the best of what it is that I can give, you know, our little girl deserves the best of what it is that, that we can give, you know. But 
overall across the board, you know, listening to the news and and reading stories and and talking to other individuals, you know, it seems like they're really trying to do the best thing out there. You know, the best thing out there. They're really trying to to help you know, the little guy out. You know, we're always making that joke, hey, you know, help the little guy out or, you know, do something for us. Well, you know, they're actually doing something now, you know. And I don't know. You know, today's the 22nd of May. And I'm in a county where I think we're still stuck in phase one where other counties have gotten to phase two. And it's... um you know, still very concerning as to see, you know, what's what's going to happen and how this is all going to play out. So, yeah, so in the coming weeks, uh, I'll be deploying out to another clinic and, you know, just trying to do everything that I can to keep, you know, my my job, my position there, you know, um, secure so I can continue uh, doing work. So, and, and I think after this, I know for me anyways, um, after this experience, um, you know, well, we'll feel and learn to be a lot more appreciative, you know. Uh, I just think, um, um, I just think we all need to maybe step back and and thank um, anybody that that that's that's might have been a product part of this, you know, process or that's been a part of this uh, solution to to take a hit. So I don't have to. So. You know, everybody out there that's working in this, uh, the doctors, the nurses, the PAs, the NPs, definitely the medical assistants, you know, LPNs, LVNs, CNAs, cleaning staff, front desk staff, you know, keep it up. You know, uh, we are we are the community. You know, we are the backbone. We are the caregivers. You know, we are the ones that take care of you so you can go on, you know. And, and hopefully right now... Um, you know, this sentiment and this pride can be felt with everybody within themselves in the clinical system, uh, you know, in your clinical role, you know. And, and I know it's hard not to think that because everybody feels very, um, very disturbed and feels like the ground is really shaky. You know, nobody really feels secure what's going on. But just keep in mind that with whatever happens, with what's to come, you were still part of a system that's done something for everybody. You know, you're a component you're a component in a bigger in, in a bigger scheme that has done something to make someone's life better so don't forget that and if you're still working remember go to work now with extra pride because you're part of a historical unprecedented uh you know pandemic and you're making a difference don't forget that just because you go to work and deal with upset patients or whatever and then come home doesn't mean that you know it's any less special if anything it's even more special because during a time like this where we have to PPE appropriately, not just for us, but, but for everybody around us primarily, and you're still, and, and you're still not uh, contagious or you haven't contracted or you haven't had to leave work, be proud of that, you know. In a time like this, you're, you're taking on these scary circumstances and you're responding appropriately, you know. So be proud of yourself. You know, keep that head up high. You know, and right now, this is a definite situation to take this day by day. I know a lot of people are, are very anxious about what the outcome is, and that's fine. Be anxious. It's, it's a natural human nature. But what's going to be very hard to try and do is to try and take this as day by day. As you go day by day, you're going to think and remember, hey, this is what I did yesterday. This is what I did well. This is what I didn't do so well. How can I make that better? 
What can I do today to keep myself safe again? So use every yesterday as a building block um, to safety and security and confidence to the next day. Okay. And, you know, if, if we can all just remember that, again, that we are, you know, very important that obviously our jobs are very important, we feel, but we need to remember that we're going out there and we're doing good stuff. We can't let this negativity and all these bigots and, and adversaries and all these groups and people, you know, sadden us or take over what it is that we're proud of, you know. You continue to go out there. You continue to do that good work, okay? And still, um, just remember who you are. So don't let all this negativity, negativity, excuse me, you know, force you to forget or lose who you are, okay? So, you know, I just want to say thank you to everybody for out there for what you're doing. I'm proud of you, and let's keep it up because uh, whether it's a year or two years or two and a half years or however, we're going to get through this because, you know why? Because we're healthcare providers, of course. All right, so don't forget, uh, you are important. All right, so... Uh, the second part that I wanted to cover um, is something really um, that's it's it's a reflection of of a multiple conversations that I heard at work this past week. You know, it's interesting how people react to situations and how they find time to, or how they find uh, topics to fill their time or or to do something. You know, especially those that have been affected by furlough, as I mentioned, are looking to maybe you know, do something for themselves and family while they're, you know, quarantined, right? So it's interesting that, you know, something so simple, something so that we just don't even talk about or don't consider, now it's a big thing, you know, and that's the sense of keeping our minds occupied, right? Uh, keeping our, our brains going and, 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 our, and our, 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 our minds busy, you know. And, and it kind of goes back to touch on what I spoken about in my initial one of my initial podcasts motivation is you know when I spoke about motivation I, I, I spoke about having to step outside of the box right uh, how to find your creativity you know how do you find your creativity well you have to take the path of, of most resistance because our brains are wired to take the path of least resistance as I mentioned you know so you know to truly find your creativity you've got to you know step out of the box you know and, and I also spoke about how, how to maybe hopefully, you know, uh, avoid all the deception out there, how people come out at you, you know, all these, you know, these different schemes and games and say, I will make you a successful blah, 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 you know, and then you pay all this money, invest all this time, or you work two, four, five, six, twelve months and no results. Well, because you were deceptive into something that uh, you had no interest in initially, okay? Um, so, you know, this will kind of, you know, uh, caveat that, uh, and, you know, I want to start with saying that, you know, whatever anybody does anything, you know, you do it out of what interest, you do it out of interest, whether it's an interest in, um, uh, the excitement in the field or because, um, it makes you happy or it makes you feel useful. It's, it's the interest, you know, you have to be interested in something, you know, uh, the the emotion of interest and the the chemical balance in the brain of having an interest in something is what keeps us going you know on a daily basis you know at least one of our one of our components in our brain um, the way we think is it keeps us going so you know we have to think about things before we do them you know we so when we take on a new 
venture, when we take on a new uh, task, you know, we have to sit back and think, you know, am I interested in this? And, and, and this is, you know, this is, this is something that's very ambiguous with all of us, you know. And like I said, you know, at work, you know, a lot of my coworkers are talking about, geez, you know, we're quarantined, my, my kids are going nuts, there's no school, you know, we're trying to figure something. I mean, th- there are those that are trying more YouTube, there are those that are trying, you know, home, home-based businesses and everything, you know. And then there are people that are just really, uh, really upset with the fact that they're not successful or they're very uh, thrown back and, and they lose confidence with themselves because their idea didn't become successful. You know, well, again, that's because of interest. You know, you have to have a genuine interest. You cannot allow circumstance to put you in a position. In other words, like I said, this COVID thing has caused the quarantine and people are trying to find a way to make the quarantine work. You know, that's that's a forced position. Now, to try and find something to take up that time, you've got to have that interest. If you don't have that interest, you're setting yourself up for failure, really is what you're doing. You set yourself up for failure, you know. Like, for example, you know, when I started this podcast, well, actually, this podcast was an idea about two years ago, okay. And I didn't start uh, the first podcast till the end of January this year. So over about two years, it was just an idea, you know. Um, I, I really didn't put too much energy or thought. And, you know, I just, every time, you know, I, I had a, an opinion or saw something I didn't like or heard something I didn't like, I would say, well, you know, I should podcast about that. You know, so over these, these this two-year period, I'm finding, you know, you know things to, to bitch about. You know, I'm finding things that aren't right that I should complain about or that I should, you know, get the people involved in, you know, that I should podcast about, you know. And, you know, in January, I sat down and I said, well, hey, you know, you know what, what, what can I do? Because, you know, I, I do want to take something on. I do want to start something that's for me, you know. Something that's for me. You know, I, I, I take care of my family and I take care of work, but I need something for me now. What is it? You know, and let me tell you, I've tried many things. I've tried, back in the day, I've tried Herbalife. I've tried so many things, but they never, but it never, it never, it never flourished. It never, you know, I never stuck around with it. Why? Because I didn't have that interest. You know, I have a woodworking, I have a wood shop in the back. I've got, you know, miters, I got drills. You know, whenever I have an inspiration or an idea, or when there's something that needs to be, you know, created for the home, great. I go, you know, go to Home Depot, buy what I need, come back, you know, use the saws, create it. You know, that's my interest for my project at that time. But I know that if I had to go back there and do that full time for a living, it'd be pretty hard. I mean, I'd have to struggle, you know, even with whatever experience I have, you know, it's it'd be very, it'd be very, very hard, you know, so... Um, over those two years, coming up with pretty much, you know, um, work to talk about, uh, I finally said, okay, well, do I have enough of an interest in this, you know? So I started doing a little more research, you know, I researched, uh, you know, what's, what what are the most um, popular podcasts, you know, what's important about podcasting, and, you know, and, and also when it came to the uh, equipment, I was very, very, you know, I was, I was very... Um, I wasn't very secure about it, you know, because, you know, I'm not an IT guy. I'm not an electronics guy. You know, I, I was very overthinking, well, microphone, software, equalizer, and all this. But, you know, as I started doing that that research, I learned that, you know what, it wasn't that involved. So I was able to get on Amazon and, and purchase uh, 
uh, equipment um, that was, uh, you know, at a great price. And, you know, I was able to start brainstorming and think, you know. And I remember when I would, when I would uh, receive my, my, my equipment, you know, in the mail, it was a little, another step towards, you know, this, 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 this idea that I have. And through this whole time, I've maintained that interest, you know. I never lost interest. Yeah, I'd, I'd have ideas about doing something else, but I never had the interest, you know. So I get all my equipment set up and everything. And if you all remember, within the first two, maybe three podcasts, my audio sounded very weird because I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, yeah, you know, my interest kept me into learning how to use this equipment the right way, you know. Uh, what do I need? Oh, I need a power supply. Oh, I need a voice box. I need, you know, so that interest kept me going. Usually I would have been like, ah, no, shit, I got to buy this and I got to buy another component. Nah. But, you know, for some reason, this idea of podcast just sat really heavy on me and almost felt like I got to do it, you know, because over two years of, eh, well, I should podcast about, I should podcast, I should podcast, you know, there was that interest again, you know, telling me, hey, you should podcast. And then when it came to producing the first podcast, man, I think it took me about a month before I actually sat down and recorded it because I would write out outlines and, you know, samples. And I just, you know, you know, that, you know, that, that picture where the guy's, he just keeps crumbling his paper and tossing it in the wastebasket. There's this mountain of, you know, paper. Yeah, that was me, you know, until I finally sat down and just started recording it. So the first podcast that you hear took me about four to five weeks to actually get out and put, you know, into uh into the season and here we are episode nine in this first season you know and uh and, and i've been able to hear myself over and, and my family and, and co-workers tell me how they, they've heard the growth as well and that's because of that interest you know i didn't just create one maybe two podcasts and then give it up no i found an interest you know i did take a one month uh break um just for reasons but came back to it because of that interest you know and it's been a great journey to see my numbers grow, you know, that just tells me that I'm doing the right thing. That tells me that I'm making sense to somebody, you know. If if one of those listeners is a repeat listener, if, if one of those numbers that I've gotten is somebody coming back to listen to something new that I've, that I've recorded, that's great, you know, and it can only grow. So this tells me I'm doing the right thing, and it tells me that I should push forward and make it a bigger thing, you know. So, yeah, so it's it's the interest, you know. And going back to the motivation, you know, if you don't have interest in what it is that you're doing, you're just, you know, you're going to lose confidence and you're going to feel like you're a failure, you know. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I can remember is, you know, how to become an Amazon seller, right? You had, you know, I don't know, but I've had friends that have been duped by that, that have spent money, you know, and it's just a horrible thing. Not everybody's meant to sell on Amazon because it is laborious. I mean, it's not just you know, learning the software and the system and the selling points. But it's also about, you know, where to obtain products, you know, where to get them, you know, overseas. And I don't even think we're, you know, dealing with China right now, but there's just a lot of work, just like anything else. And if you don't have that interest in it and you're forcing yourself to do it and it fails, you're going to lose that confidence. You're going to tell yourself you're a failure. And when it comes to trying the next idea, you're not going to have that confidence because I've already failed at, at this previous attempt. Why should I go on? So then that 
kicks you in the butt and you know and you're, you're stuck in a place and you just you know go about doing your thing you know and you know and 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 we have to remember you know it's interest you have to have interest in what it is that you're doing the interest will carry you along the way so for all of you that are out there and i'm saying this in the name of like you know quarantine you know i'm sure there are families out there trying a lot you know things that they can do projects and stuff you know um you know if you want to try a podcast you know or if you want to try and you know, become a YouTuber or, you know, if it is the woodworking or if it's pottery or if it's, you know, something tangible that you do with your hands and use your brain, you know, sit down and think about, you know, the interest of it all. What are you interested in? What do you want to do? You know, think about it realistically, you know, uh, try to avoid these people trying to sell you a dream, trying to sell you uh, statistics rather than a reality. Oh, I can turn you into one of the best car salesmen in, um, in 30 days. You know, come take my class, $1,500, and I'll teach you how to be a great, uh, a great uh, car salesman. When all it is is you on a hype level of what you're like with your friends. You know, anybody can be a, a, a seller. Anybody can, you know. But when you don't have that interest and you just jump at ideas and these deceptive manipulative people out there they know how to spot it they know how to see it and they know how to take advantage of it and there again you get duped you get screwed out of money and it hurts your confidence no sit back and think about your interest you know no matter how small or how big and and take your time with it don't feel like you have to get it done today tomorrow within the next week i mean like i said it took me two years for this podcast to actually get the first um, episode out. And then again, that took about a month to even produce. So in this time where people are, are trying to find out, trying to find who they are and new avenues and, and new, and, and new address their personalities, you know, take your time, take it slow, you know. And if you do that, I'm sure you're going to be successful. So just remember, you know, uh, just remember, just take your time and, and think about the interest that you have and if it's there or not, you know. And if it doesn't work out, then fine, you move on. You try something new, okay? All right, so, well, that's this uh, week's episode, something a little different. And, again, I just want to recap. You know, everybody out there that's working hard to keep everybody safe, um, good job. I'm proud of you. Keep it up. Keep going. And if there's anybody listening that's not in the medical field, you know, where you are ever you are in life, like right now, if you're unemployed or if you're working in, in another profession that's tiring, you know, keep it up. You know, we will we will get past this. You know, those of you that aren't working right now, you know, my heart out to you. Um, and, and, and I wish everything and all go for you and, uh, and time to be gentle to you and, and kind to your family and that you be provided everything that you and your family need. OK. All right, guys. So, again, this is Santino Teyes. For all things medical assistance, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.